Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Top pages of football, NFL lunch style here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Ravens back in practice coming up in about an hour out at one winning drive. Then they'll get ready for the Tampa, where well, they are getting ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then they're going to start worrying about the Houston Texans. I would assume they're already starting to install some stuff against the team that they are 10-point favorites against with a little less than three weeks away from the start of the season. We look at last year's. NFL standings, and I think we'll both agree, Nolan, that the AFC was tough last year. The eventual Super Bowl champion came from the conference, the Kansas City Chiefs, and might be even tougher here in 2023 to refresh everybody. Last year's playoff teams, your division champs were Buffalo, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, KC, Wild Cards, Miami, Baltimore, and the Chargers, you can make a strong case, I would think, that that playoff field could duplicate itself. Jets are much stronger, obviously. The Patriots are expected to be better, we think. Cleveland, with a full year of Deshaun Watson, is going to be better, we think. Pittsburgh. Can he pick it now? Second year in the league. Going to be better, we think. I've been saying all along, don't underestimate Tennessee. And then you look out west. Well, Sean Payton now is in charge of the Broncos. What does this mean for Russell Wilson? I don't know what to make of the Raiders, to be totally honest with you. Josh Jacobs is holding out. Jimmy Garoppolo wins when he plays, but he gets hurt a lot. Chargers, you have Justin Herbert, big monster contract. We had Nate Davis on yesterday from USA Today, and he thinks Herbert's going to be an MVP candidate. And if he's that, that means the Chargers are going to be better than they were when they were 10-7 and last season. But if you're picking the playoff teams from last year, and there's usually a little bit of turnover, Nolan, who are you conniffing and who's moving into the party? I don't really feel comfortable getting rid of any of these teams. You know, Jacksonville should run away with that division. Uh, You know what you're getting with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals. We're all high on the Ravens here. Dolphins, I think, even better this year than they were last year. I was pretty high on them. I don't know. I mean, but I'm not going to discount the Jets. This is going to be tough. I mean, if you forced me to move someone out of here, I guess I'd swap. Which I am doing, by the way. I'll, I'll swap the Dolphins with the Jets. 
But even then, I'm not uh, I'm not comfortable about that. So South is a one playoff division, right? Yeah, Titans. When you said I, uh, you're not sleeping on them. They would have to win the South to make it. They're not going to be a wild card team. All right, and I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. For the record, but I think they'll be a tougher out than they were in 2022, especially if Tannehill can stay healthy and Derrick Henry still can run with the great effectiveness that he has run with. I mean, I'm not all in on the Jets making a run at the Super Bowl like Nate Davis put out his record projections earlier, even though he has Buffalo winning that division, the AFC East. If I'm booting somebody out, and Tua's getting some girth, which means he, in his mind and in the minds of the Dolphins, will make him a little bit more, uh, I don't know, less prone to injuries. But his were the concussion things right. there. Well, okay, they go 9-8 and eight last year. What do you think their record is if he plays a full season? I, I mean, don't they're, know. they're might take 11. two 11 and six, sure. I guess, something like that. Nate has four teams from the AFC North all winning double digit games, which means they're cleaning up on the other teams they play outside of their division. Remember, last year, everybody in the AFC North was three and three. Uh, man, it's hard, right? It is. Jets in. Dolphins out. I think Jacksonville is going to be better than just winning a crap division. It's, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'll just flop the Jets and Dolphins. I guess. Yeah. Not going to move the Ravens. I mean, are the are the Chargers going to start charging? Like uh, they that's normally. A, yeah, that's a good point. They could be in it down the stretch. I mean, the coach isn't respected. I don't think amongst the NFL circles. Could be wrong. Did have the playoff team last year. Brought in Kellen Moore. Maybe he makes just, uh, Herbert even more dynamic than he was. If I'm going to 86, I think all – I'm worried about the Ravens' pass rush in the secondary. And if there's no pass rush, the holes in the secondary are going to be exposed even more. So I'll still pick Cincinnati to win the North. We'll do our official predictions coming up here in a couple of weeks. But if I'm bouncing one team right now, it would be Miami. But like you, real reluctant to do so. So here's the question with how stacked the AFC is, and we're having a hard time taking teams out even though there's better teams on the outside looking in. How many teams reach that 10-win mark in the AFC and miss the playoffs? Could it be three-plus teams? Uh, Usually that that's unheard of. Right. And you've even got a wild-card team that you're looking at like, why, why is this person here? I could see Miami getting double-digit wins. We just talked about it. Pittsburgh won nine games last year. I don't know if anyone besides Jacksonville gets 10 in the South. Chargers won 10. They're expected to win more. Does Denver go Mm -hmm. from five wins to 10 or 11? I don't know. I could see one, maybe two double-digit teams being on the outside looking in this year in the AFC. Either way, I think this is... uh... Definitely a year. Playoff standings across the board are going to come down to that final week. I don't know how much uh, resting of starters we're going to see there in Week 18. Yeah, let's just say there are teams that might miss the playoffs in the AFC that could possibly win or go deep 
in the NFC. It's NFL Lunch. Video at Haiti 105.7. The fan to that topic real quick. We'll get to NFC East. Three playoff teams last year, and Washington barely missed it. 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. Only one in the north. That was Minnesota. One in the south, Tampa. And two in the west, San Francisco, Seattle. Do you see three AFs or NFC East teams duplicating playoff success? Nolan McGraw. Mm, no, but, but it is a weaker conference overall. I think this is the year the NFC North could take a step forward. I don't feel comfortable picking any one team in that division to win the division. But I think all four could make the K even the Bears could find a way to sneak in as a wild card team at some point. Uh NFC South, I could care less. Don't really see them doing any damage. Uh but we talked about this before. The Giants, I mean, probably take a step back. The Vikings yeah. aren't gonna win thirteen games again. Buccaneers aren't gonna win the division at eight and nine. They're not going to win the division. Right. Period. I mean, yeah, I don't hopefully think. somebody's not getting in with a losing record. I'm looking at New Orleans and Atlanta in that one right now. I will say the team to watch in the NFC, and everybody's on that Lions bandwagon, and they are an entertaining team, and they have an entertaining coach. If Jordan Love's good, and not, he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers good, by the way, but if Jordan Love is good, I think the Packers are going to be good. It's got, he's got to be good. Their young receivers have to be good. Aaron Jones has the run, and Dylan's. I thought Dylan was going to have a big year last year. He didn't. I think Green Bay is a team that we might be dismissing a little too readily, just because one guy has moved to another destination. That's right. Give him the coaching advantage, certainly. Matt Lafleur. Great hair, too. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, we got Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Talk about this subject with him and more. Speaking of hair, Orioles taking on the uh, Blue Jays tonight. Kevin Gosman for Toronto against Dean Kramer. Jack Flaherty got scratched. What's wrong with him? We don't really know. Brandon High meets with the media. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 425. Are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Amy. Mick Ultra. Vinny and Amy. 105.7. The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Anything you want to hear, favorite female artist or band, you pick the songs. We'll play it for you. Only a couple more segments to go, so make them good. Nolan McGraw is going to have them over our airwaves here. Baltimore Baseball tonight coming up at 6. Me and Ryan Ripken live from Pickles Pub. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Getting you ready for game two. Orioles and Blue Jays. Orioles made a roster move today. They changed starting pitchers. We'll get into all of that and more. Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins meeting with the media later on today, by the way, out at one winning drive. But joining us now, as he does every Wednesday from CBSSports.com, let's welcome in our friend Ryan Wilson. Ryan, what is happening? Good afternoon, Bob. We're uh, not quite one week away from NFL, but one week of preseason and a few weeks until the old season starts. And I'm sure you were crushed to see the Ravens 24-game preseason winning streak come to a halt there, weren't you? I did not stay up to watch it. I watched a ton of football over the weekend, but uh, I'm glad to see everyone surviving. All right, let's start with the uh, – we'll go to the NFC first. Obviously, we usually start here in the AFC North because you're a Steeler fan. We're in Baltimore. Everyone can figure that one out for themselves. But what do you think of Washington? Nolan and I were just talking – last segment about the playoff teams from last year who are going to be gone and who could possibly move into the party house. Three teams, Philly, Dallas, Giants. Washington barely missed it themselves. Sam Howell's looked good. We saw that a little bit on Monday night. Where do you view the Washington commanders in the power structure right now that is the NFC East? Yeah, the NFC is is, is relatively wide open, especially if you're in the AFC North and would like to change conferences, I think that, w- that would be something that you would look into if it were feasible. What does this mean for Washington? I think new ownership is going to have a, a, a huge impact on that. And you, you sort of get the sense, reading and talking to people uh, that are watching the, the, the commanders at camp, and there seems to be a renewed energy, not only with the players, but also with the fans, which is a, a big part of, of trying to turn things around there. And you talk about, about Sam Howell. I, I, I like Sam Howell coming out. I thought he would get drafted top 50 guy, end up going in the fifth round. So uh, I think he has the, the tools that you look for in a franchise quarterback. Didn't play much last year. And we've seen glimpses of him this year in terms of getting better. And he got better. I thought he did pretty well in week one of preseason. Did even better in week two. And those are things you can build on. It certainly helps to have Terry McLaurin, who uh, left with what I, what I think was a foot injury, but he should be good to go. Jahan Dotson had that big touchdown catch in week one. If Curtis Samuel can stay healthy, you, then you have three legit wide receivers there. And on the other side, you, you need to keep uh, Chase Young healthy. If he's healthy and on the field, he can be a difference maker. That defensive line is, is stacked. And, and the kid they drafted out of Mississippi State, Emmanuel Ford, in the first round is a ball hawk. He had six pick sixes in college. And interceptions, turnover producing plays typically transfer from one level to the next. So I would expect him to continue to, to be dominant. And all that said, gives them an opportunity to be competitive in that division. 
which after the Eagles is wide open, and if you're vying for a wild card spot and finish second in the East and you, you get to 10, 11 wins, you're going to be right in the mix to, to certainly continue to play in January. And you mentioned the Eagles there, Ryan, 14-3 and last year, made it to the Super Bowl, could have won. It was a competitive game against uh, Kansas City. There's the always fun Super Bowl hangover for the losing team that has been brought up many times throughout the course of Super Bowl history. Do you believe that to possibly be the case with the Eagles, who have changed that running back room a little bit this offseason. Yeah, the running back room is changed and, and still pretty good. They have DeAndre Swift. They have Gainwell. Uh, Rashad Penny, we'll see if he makes the team. But I think more than that, it starts with Jalen Hurts, who, no disrespect, might be the best running back on the team. And we know uh, by watching last year how much he progressed as a passer. Now, DeShane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, leaving for the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job, will that have any effect? And, you know, we had the same conversation about Frank Reich when he left how would it affect Carson Wentz? And I think Carson Wentz's career went south for different reasons, uh, but we'll have to watch and see how that unfolds. I, I get the sense from watching and, and hearing Jalen Hurts that he is as locked in or maybe more locked in than ever, and he's always been pretty much focused on, on the job at hand. So Brian Johnson's the new offensive coordinator. I don't think they miss a beat offensively. And then they added some dudes uh, on defense, uh, you know, the University of Georgia pipeline there that's going to help that defense somehow be even better. Jalen Carter was their first-round pick. Nolan Smith, the edge rusher, was a first-round pick. They drafted Sidney Brown, the safety at Illinois, who was uh, making some big plays in week one of the preseason. And I think all those players can have opportunities to help on that side of the ball. So even if the offense takes a, a half a step back, and I don't necessarily know that they will, you have that defense, which is going to be somehow even more tenacious to help you out. Again, in a conference that's pretty wide open and in a division where you're going to be expected to win it. Now, in the NFC North, Minnesota was 13-4 and four with a negative point differential so we don't expect that to duplicate itself but we're just talking as well green bay i don't know if i'm just kind of brushing them to the side what reports are you getting about jordan love is he going to be aaron Rodgers? no aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the nfl but can jordan love come in here and maybe surprise a lot of us packers fans included i guess and lead them to some sort of respectability if not a playoff spot in a wide open division right now you make a good point because everyone is high, myself included. I'm all over the, the Lions. I, I, I love the Lions the way they finished last season. I love the players they have on that football team. And people are overlooking the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is now in New York. But to your point, Bob, I've watched every snap that Jordan Love's made this preseason. Um, Rick Seale and I do the old uh, With the First Pick podcast, which covers basically the NFL draft and, and young players. And he has been on point. And he has looked, not surprisingly necessarily, better than all these rookie first-rounders and even some of these rookie day three guys that have been balling out at quarterback position. He looks much more comfortable, uh, much uh, better understanding of the offense that they're running there. And I think he is going to be – it won't be necessarily a seamless transition, but it won't, won't be one where you say, oh, my God, we're going from John Elway to Brian Greasy. Uh, I think it's going to be something a little uh, a little better than that, um, fewer, fewer seams, if you will. And I think that's what people are sleeping on. I think Packers fans have an understanding of what Jordan Love can do, and I think it's actually been good, and it's been rare to see uh, in the last seven, eight, nine years where a quarterback is allowed to sit for a year or two as a first-round pick and then get that opportunity. And I, I think it's important that Christian Watson is going to be good in year two. He's going to make huge strides. Romeo Dobbs, the same thing. And then Luke Musgrave is going to be a tight end that we're going to be talking about. He was their second-round pick. Huge target, one of the fastest players on the field. 
And then Jaden Reed, the slot receiver they drafted in the third round, is going to be another um, another playmaker down the field who also has some returnability to help them in special teams. Ryan Wilson, SiriusSports.com, joining us as he does every Wednesday. Bob Haney with you here on this Woman Crush Wednesday at that. NFC North Ravens injuries in the secondary. The still uh, to be determined pass rush specialist. Are you worried? How worried, I should uh, say. Are you, Ryan Wilson, with the Ravens in the defensive area where they're usually one of the better teams in football? They just signed Jadavion Clowney, and Clowney doesn't offer anything as a, or much, I shouldn't say, not necessarily anything, as a pass rusher. He's he's more known for being stout against the run. Um, let me ask you, because I yes. thought David a job on the field. How does he look uh, year removed from the Achilles? Well, we uh, had a Ravens guest on earlier, Brian Wacker, by the way, from the Baltimore Sun. Obviously, we work with Vinny, who's here at practice every day, and they both said Ajabo's been one of the more disappointing Ah. Uh player so far because it looks a little looks a little tentative i guess is pretty much the uh the overall vibe here not that he sucks he's just you know still getting his sea legs under him sure and he had the achilles injury and that right. happened to this pro day last year and i understand the trepidation especially when you're that type of athlete so knowing that and he's gonna have to be brought along brought along slowly it sounds like because he was so incredibly explosive playing opposite eight hundreds in michigan you have to expect more from jason uh from uh uh, Oway, excuse me, Odafe Oway, who what you now goes by. Uh, so he needs to step up his game, and it's interesting because forever, for the you know for the last twenty twenty five years, it feels like uh, the Ravens defense, especially the edge rushers who get after it, going back to T T Sizzle, Terrell Suggs days, were headaches not only for the Steelers but for every team in that division. And now that we've had a a, a lull, if you will. Uh, that means that other players are going to have to pick things up, whether it's on the offensive side or whether it's going to be someone like Clowney who comes in or whether you're going to be expecting things from Tyus Bowser uh, or, or maybe even Trent Simpson has to start making plays. Uh, their, their rookie linebacker from Clemson, and when he gets on the field. So it, it'll be interesting to watch it unfold. I would imagine um, that's something that's, that's concerning to John Harbaugh, and, and we'll see how it plays out. But I think the good news is when you look at the other side of the ball, for the first time, and, and you can tell me the last time the Ravens drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round who looks to be as good as advertised, not better. I think that's gonna be never. <laughs> right, and you right, you think back, and you you know you're like, okay, well they they brought in An- Anquan Bolden, who was a good player, but later on in his career, um, and then you get someone like Zay Flowers, who is special. And here's what I keep hearing, which is funny. Um, if you're a Ravens fan and not so much if you're a Steelers fan, he has a lot of Antonio Brown in his game on the field, off the field. He's a great kid. Don't confuse me. But on the brand, on the on the field after the catch, a lot of Antonio Brown, and that's a huge problem for the rest of the league and a great asset. Finally, uh, no disrespect to Rashad Bateman <laughs> for Lamar Jackson. He's Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Ryan, always appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday. Get with you next week. Start getting these predictions rolling here. Thank you, Bob. You got it, buddy. We'll come back. American League East report. Orioles made a roster move today, and they have made a move with tonight's starting pitcher. We'll tell you why. And then a funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw, inside action. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. That's that too. Yankees, Boston, Toronto. The Rays. A closer look at the AL East. AL East. Vinny and Haney. Third baseman shortens into the grass and a swing and a long drive to right. Down the line, hooking toward the corner. Will it stay fair? It hits the foul pole. It is gone. Goodbye. A home run for C.J. Abrams. 106.7, the fan. That sounded like Charlie Slows on the call. C.J. Abrams. He goes yard. Two homers last night for the Washington Nationals as they edge the Yankees 2-1. to one. It was the ninth consecutive loss for New York. And I'll tell you what, the old Nats there, and they're in rebuild and they're in turnover mode, but they've been playing some really good baseball as of late. They're not going to make the postseason, no. But they're breathing down New York's necks. They're only a half game behind the Mets. In the NLE, so Washington is playing really well, as Ryan Ripken talked about last night on BBT, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Herald 105.7, the fan that since the break, they've been one of the better teams in the National League, where the Yankees have obviously been one of the worst. Nine straight losses for New York, and that goes back to 1982. And off the top of my head, without having the data in front of me, I'm thinking guys like Stump Merrill. Or George Michael might have been the managers in those days. Because 81, they won the, where they made it to the World Series. And then Bob Lemon got condiffed. And I, I can't remember who replaced him. And Billy Martin came back in 83. But needless to say, 41 years since they've lost nine consecutive games. Could finish last for the first time since, what, 92? I mean, this is all sort of disaster territory for New York. Got him in, don't care because I don't like them, never have. But big payroll, big stars, not playing like it. Somebody's going to get sacrificed. Maybe it will be Aaron Boone when it's all said and done. Also in the division last night, Tampa, they beat up on Colorado 12-4. The kid Basabi, who was brought up to replace Wander Franco, who's now on the what, restricted list or whatever it is, hit his first homer. It was Grand Slam. Wander Franco's likenesses and images have been uh, removed down at the trop. So him coming back anytime soon, it looks like not going to happen. And that's, a uh, you know, allegations are severe, as we talked about yesterday. We talked about since, you know, the news came out, allegations of uh, inappropriate relationships with underage women, or women, girls. And uh, he's gone. But Tampa's still alive. 12-4 final score last night. What else we got going here? Uh, Boston loses to Houston 7-3. Kyle Tucker, he had a bomb as the Astros have won two straight against the Boston Red Sox. Tonight, we got Colorado at Tampa again at 640. Washington is at New York, 705. Boston at Houston, 810. And then Toronto at Baltimore, 705. Orioles tonight will start Dean Kramer. Not Jack Flaherty as originally scheduled. He was scratched today. Why? 
Brandon High will meet with the media later on this afternoon. 425 is his scheduled time down at Camden Yard. So I'm sure we'll get some information there. Not only was Jack Flaherty, I mean, scrapped, he wasn't pushed ahead till tomorrow. Tomorrow is listed now as a TBA to be announced. Now, Austin Voth was recalled from AAA Norfolk. Mike Bauman was sent back to the minor leagues. Bauman started 9-0, which was the best start for an Orioles reliever. Suffered his first loss last night, and now he's back in uh, Norfolk AAA trying to get himself straightened out. ERA is well over five, five and a half plus here in the month of August trying to get himself together because he's been a very important part, obviously. He and Yanir Cano have the most appearances out of the bullpen. So you get Bauman back at some point in time, and then he becomes an asset for you to recharge the batteries, get a little more oomph into that fastball because Mike Bauman, this is a guy that was a you know through no hitter. As a starter, I believe he was an Orioles minor league pitcher of the year at one point in time. So he has reestablished himself within the system as a relief pitcher as other options have become available in the rotation. But for now, Mike Bauman going back to the minor leagues. Kevin Gosman is on the hill for the or- uh, Blue Jays tonight. Former Oriole 9-7, 324 earn run average. And Dean Kramer, he'll get it on for the Birds. He's coming up here Pushed up a day. Dean Kramer, double-digit guy. Gives the Orioles quality for the most part. He's had some problems against Toronto in the past. So try to uh, rectify that coming up tonight. Standings in the American League's Eastern Division are as follows here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Orioles 77-48. and 48. 38, 36, and 24 at home. Run differential plus 76, 6 and 4 in their last 10 games. Tampa, 76 and 51. Only two back now after their win in the Orioles' loss. They're 7 and 3 in their last 10 winners of two in a row. Toronto's won three straight. They're 7 and a half back. Boston's lost two in a row. 11 and a half back. Yankees, nine, uh, nine straight losses. They're 17 back in the central. Minnesota's five up on Cleveland. Texas in the West, only a half game now ahead of the Houston Astros because the Rangers have now lost six in a row. And look who's only a game out of first, everybody. The Seattle Mariners, who have won eight straight in the National League. Braves 12 and a half up on the Phillies. You got the Brujas now. What's that? Three and a half up. We got dirty screen here. Three and a half up on the Cubbies in the uh, Central. And the Dodgers are now, let's see, 11 and a half up on Arizona. But the Diamondbacks are rejuvenated winners of four straight wild cards as we sit. Tampa, Houston, Seattle in the American League as Tampa's or Toronto rather is just a game back. Boston still five off the pace. Forget about the Angels. Forget about the Yankees. They're done in the National League. Phillies, Cubs, Diamondbacks would be your wild cards with San Francisco and Cincinnati just a half game back. Miami is only a game back of that wild card themselves. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny's out there at one winning drive with the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman, both going to speak with the media later on this afternoon. First time we've heard from them in a long, long time. And then we got inside access coming up here in a matter of minutes. Funhouse coming up next. Baltimore baseball tonight coming up uh, live from Pickles Pub. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Me and Ryan Ripken getting you ready for game two. Kramer and Gosman down in Camden Yards. Benny and Haney. Put your headphones in and ignore your coworkers. 1057 The Fan. Good evening, Haney, 1057 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. You pick the songs, we'll play them. It's the last song. 
Yes, what have the people chosen to jam to here in Nolan McGraw? On our way out the door there. Well, it is Wednesday. Correct. What are you talking about? Who are we jamming to here? Oh. I thought, I thought you thought it was Thursday uh, and we were I doing said, Featured Artist Friday. Who are the people chosen to jam uh, Taylor to? Dane. Yeah, I knew it sounded familiar. You know, my recall with these pop hits isn't as uh, strong as it used to be, but Taylor Dane was a big deal back in those days and a big enough deal, obviously, for somebody to want to listen to her as we make way for inside access. Orioles taking on the Blue Jays tonight. Jack Flaherty got scratched. Dean Kramer will be on the hill for the Birds. John Means is going to start Friday in Norfolk for the Tides, which means if it all goes according to plan, he could be back soon. I guess the plan all along was for him to be back in early September. So we'll follow that when we talked to Dan Conley earlier in the show from Sports Knots, covered the Orioles forever, of course, written books about the Orioles for crying out loud. From Baltimore, by the way, John Angelos. He thinks that what Means comes back, he's going right to the rotation. I find that rather interesting. I mean, how much you talk about the concerns of uh, depth or innings for each particular start. I mean, John Means going to come out and give you six right out of the gate? No, I don't think so. Meansy. Be nice, but I'm not holding my breath waiting for that to happen. No, he'll be on an innings limit, and when he does pitch, I mean, nothing against John Means, but he's probably not going to look like the John Means that we saw pre-injury, at least not yet. Next year, that's a different story. But for now, I mean, he's still figuring things out. Yeah, that changeup is his pulverizing pitch there, which he sets up with his fastball. With a fastball, looks even faster than, say, the 93-94 because that changeup's been so devastating. And when he learned that changeup prior to 19, it changed the whole trajectory of his career. Became an all-star, threw a no-hitter, which should have been a perfect game a couple years back. So his return, I think, helps you. But I would still think, Nolan, once the Orioles get into the playoffs, he would be more of a bullpen piece as opposed to a starter. But then again, I haven't seen him pitch down on the farm. I don't know how he's looking, but I'd find it hard to believe that he just picks up where he left off two years ago. Only scenario in which he's starting a game, and I don't think the Orioles will do this, is if he's an opener. I don't think the Orioles are going to use an opener this year down the stretch. In the postseason, certainly not. Uh, but that's the only way he would start a game, in my opinion. All right. Intrigue today is uh, Jack Flats. Jack Flaherty was scheduled to start tonight. Was not pushed up a day. Tomorrow is TBA for the Orioles in the finale against the Blue Jays. Dean Kramer is going to be moved up a day. Austin Voth was recalled from Norfolk, and he does have starting experience. Remember, he was at one point considered one of the Nationals' best prospects as a rotation piece, so maybe he gets the start. I don't know, but we'll find out. Uh, We'll get the answers to some of these questions, I'm sure, with Brandon Hyde later on in the afternoon. Speaking of intrigue, at a one-winning drive later in the afternoon, J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman going to meet with the media and both have had their share of social media drama voicing displeasure with the organization that drafted them Bateman in the first round and Dobbins in the second round I'm more if fascinated by what Dobbins is going to have to say because he's the one that held in he's back now 
He was part of that uh, running back committee thing where they were questioning the value as the owners see it, what their perceived value is in the NFL. It'd be interesting to hear what J.K. Dobbins has to say about the offseason that's been rather dramatic for him and how healthy is he, by the way. I'm very interested as well, but I'm not convinced he's going to say anything of substance. I mean, remember when our friend Mark Viviano had him on for that interview back at minicamp time when he was not participating, said, hey, what's going on? Are you actually hurt? Anything else working here? And he just sort of danced around it for five minutes. And "Ah, it's a business. You know what I mean? It's a business. Well, why don't you speak for yourself for once? But by saying that, he implied that, he wanted a contract extension because I hope I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Then so, come out and say it. Yeah, that he, I had, mean, he you know, approached Derek, I guess, and wanted that contract extended. And uh, the Ravens right now aren't in the extending business, at least with running backs. If he seemingly feels so strongly about it to the point where he would stage a hold in, then why not just come out and say it? Why are you dancing around it? I mean, you, do you feel strongly about it or not? That's my thing. Look, I think, and we've talked about it on the show, and I think you agree with me and Vinny, I think he's going to have a monster year. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a monster season. And we were seeing J.K. Dobbins circa 2020 in the second half of last season. So if he doesn't get the big money from Baltimore, will he get it somewhere else? I don't know. Dalvin Cook took him a while to get employed. Josh Jacobs is holding on because he wants more money. Barkley settled, I guess, with the Giants. Those monster contracts for running backs might not exist anymore. Right. Big money for you and me. For them, apparently not enough. It's Vidi and Haney, 105.7 The Fan Inside Access. Coming up next right now, let's go to Funhouse. Quick draws, Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick throw. 105.7 The Fan. First text here says, how close are we to a Orioles fan meltdown? If Elias's two trade targets are not pitching for the team in the postseason. I don't know if it would be a meltdown. It would be a disappointing turn of events. Still waiting to find out what's going on with Flaherty. If he's hurt, if he's sick, we don't know. Don't want to jump to any conclusions. Fuji's been inconsistent, if not bad. So I would be a little bit worried about him. And quite frankly, I don't know if I'd have him on my playoff roster. But if the Orioles can... They achieve first place without these two guys, right? They were brought in, however, to bolster that first-place status. And if the Orioles make the playoffs and they're not helping the cause and they still achieve success, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a meltdown at all. I don't think. Another one here from Chris says, It seems to me like Elias is playing chess right now, getting everything set up uh, for his endgame for a playoff run. have a little over a month left to figure out who will be playing what role on a playoff roster. Yeah, I mean, he's smarter than me. Then again, most people are. I wouldn't take a victory lap over that one, but his baseball acumen is undeniable. So he's got something up his sleeve. I just see those reinforcements pitching-wise coming up from the minor leagues, and they're going to be some familiar names at that. Speaking of not trusting or being concerned, D.L. Hall, I've wanted him to be a stud for a long time. 
left-handed, which means he's, well, I was going to say smart, but I'm not that. I'm the outlier for left-handed people, smarter than most people. Got that cannon arm, which he's uh, reestablishing. I want him to be good. Can he pitch in a high-pressure situation? I'm guessing Mike Elias is dying to find out, and we probably will in a couple of weeks, right? Better to find out sooner than later, yeah, right? Yeah. Game one, seven, here's D.L. Hall. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. <laughs> one last one here. Uh, Barry, concerned about John Angelos, state of the team, says, what happens when the thin-skinned failed attorney John Angelos blows past this December 31st deadline with no signed lease? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Does it put the Orioles in a free agent market situation? They're not moving. Let's get that stupid thing out of here. They're not moving to Nashville. They're not going anywhere. Baseball won't allow them to move. I'd imagine. But why is he yeah. bleeping around here? Sorry. Get this. Yeah. yeah. I'd imagine, and again, I'm like you. I don't know for certain that if they don't sign the long-term lease, that they'll come up with some one-year extension just to keep it going. Well, they could but, have signed the five-year one earlier. Right. And we all thought, well, maybe they have a grander thing planned. Well, come to find out, he wants more than the $600 million. That's the grand plan. Yeah, that's come on, dude. I mean, John Angelis, do you really want your fan base to dislike you? Do you really want to be in Ursaville? Because that's kind of where you're headed. And for a guy that's got, quote, Baltimore street quid, you, of all people, would not want to be that guy. But then again, when you got billions of dollars, I don't think you care what the great unwashed think of you, i.e. your fan base. Yeah, Stop pissing in my cornflakes when it comes to the Orioles. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. That's going to do it for us. We're back tomorrow. Total request Thursday. Inside access is coming up in a matter of minutes. Baltimore baseball tonight. Me and Ryan Ripkin brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Live from Pickles Pub right next to the brand new Crush Bus. Come on down and say hi. We start at 6. For Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning. For now, class dismissed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.